In your Bibles, we'll turn to Mark, Gospel, the Gospel according to St. Mark, and that is chapter 6, verse 30, on to verse, on to verse 44. That is Mark, St. Mark, Gospel, chapter 6, verse 30. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart unto a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing. And many knew him and ran afoot thither unto all the cities. And out went them and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread for them or for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies onto the, on the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments of the fish and of the fish or fishes and they did eat the loaves were about 5,000 men. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts. Shall we look to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your blessings 
upon us all. And Lord, we thank you for the blessings of life. Thank you for your salvation. Thanking you for calling us into your service. Lord, we ask you to bless and grant strength for your servants, for your people. Lord, as we do service for you, God, that we will use whatever talents and gifts that we have for your honor and for your glory. Oh, Father and God, for we see how that you can take little and make much out of it. As you break these, or you broke the bread and the fish and fed so many. Lord, feed us and fill us, not with just the physical bread, but with the spiritual food. Father, if there be one here without Jesus Christ, may the one, this one be saved. And for those who listen by means of radio, God, that they may exercise their faith in you and trust you. And live for you. And work for you. May you add to this message what is necessary to make it complete. Please, take away from my thoughts those things which are not necessary for this occasion. These mercies we ask you, Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to speak to you on the subject this morning. Availability, the best ability. According to the Webster Dictionary, the word ability means to do something, a skill, a talent. On the other hand, the word availability, which comes from the word available, it means that which can be used or gotten or that which is accessible. Just recently, I listened to a human interest story of a lady who had some serious health issues. Of such, she was advised to stay away from having children. She cried and said, some people want to be doctors. Some people want to be lawyers. Some people want to be some big thing. All that I want to be is a wife and a mother. Nevertheless, she went ahead against the doctor's advice and got married and got pregnant and had a healthy baby, which was all she wanted. And she was so happy. She made herself available in spite of the risk. The disciples of Jesus made themselves available when he called them and therefore shook their nets and their nets, their nets and their nest. And they became very, very busy in ministry. The time came when Jesus realized that it was his time for his disciples to catch up with some much needed rest. For he knew that downtime was necessary for them in order to be effective in ministry. 
It is said that rest time is not wasted time. It is economy to gather strength, renewed vigor and vitality. Rest is very important because spending time with God is what energizes us for service. Look at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, or rather Mark, chapter 6, and verse 31 once again. Look at verse 31. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure time, not even so much as to eat. It is absolutely necessary to rest and spend time with the Lord. However, there is a problem when we allow the principle of rest to be carried to the extreme and it is used in excess for idleness and laziness, allowing our personal time to take precedence over the need and needs of others. Ministry is about others. We need to be careful about spending too much time resting and liming and neglect the mandate to evangelize and to care for the spiritual and physical needs around us, especially in these times. On careful observation, you will see how Jesus and his disciples moved from time out with God to time for others. Jesus chose to accomplish his ministry to making himself vulnerable to community, to those in the community, and ministering to others as he and his disciples move from one place to another. It is important to rest. But it is also crucial to be involved in ministry. It is true that an individual can devote so much time to ministry and service that he gets burnt out. In between your job and ministering, 
you could burn yourself out and wear yourself out. And so you have to be careful because the devil doesn't care whether or not you burn out, wear out, rust out, run out, fall out, or you get caught out. As long as you are out, you are out and you cannot be available. And so you have a healthy balance between your job, your rest time, your time out, and your time for ministry. You need to be careful that you don't spend all your time working 24-7. It sounds nice. And it sounds good when people boss, listen, I work 24-7. I have people tell me that all the time. I don't have time for church. Just before the pandemic, someone told me, listen, I don't, I wouldn't invite a church, invite any person to church. I don't have time for that. I work 24-7. Next news, pandemic. Or pandemic, pardon me. Um, <laughs> and everybody home. Can't go to work. Can't go to church. Have to go to church on Zoom. I wonder if not that person caused the pandemic. Or maybe not but people like them. And God we see myself was saying, listen, nobody has to work 24-7. You don't need to. Years ago I had one of my wife's relatives try to witness to him talking to him about going to church and getting soul saved. He said, listen, let me tell you something. I work 24-7. I have my own business. I work 24-7. Brethren, a few months later, he died. I don't know, but he, I don't know whether he was from a heart attack or what. But he, doesn't, he did not live here. He lived abroad. And I talked to him about his salvation. He said, I have my own business. As a matter of fact, if I may tell you a little more, it was his father's funeral. No, he came to see his father. Just as the same day he was about to go back, his father died. And so I called him tell him, listen, your father died. He said, go ahead. You all just bury him. I got to go back. I, I have my business to take care of. He couldn't stay for his father's funeral. He was on his way to the airport. Well, I, I, I think I dropped him to the airport. And, I ain't coming back. 24-7. President, we gotta be careful. In recent times, we are here, we have been hearing a lot about people who, who talk about that they got talent and they got skills and they have so much ability. I wonder how much of their time and their talent and ability is used to glorify God. The world would be a much better place. If these people with all this talent and skills and ability would use it, or some of it at least, for the glory of God. Make themselves available so that they could be used of God. Down through the ages, from Genesis to Revelation, there were numerous people who made themselves available to God 
And they were used by him to do many mighty works. Some of the greatest works which get no credit. These days, the people who have their talent and the people who get the credit are people who could run fast. People who could knock a ball. Whatever kind of ball. Tennis ball, cricket ball, football. They're the heroes, national heroes and the people with the talent. People who work for God are hardly recognized. Just think of a few of these people. Time will not permit us to look at all of them. But people who stand out to me. And as I prepared this and I studied back. Uh, uh, Noah. Moses. One man building boat. <laughs> he and his children. Moses and Noah. And Joseph. David. Nehemiah. Isaac. Um, Isaiah rather. The twelve disciples. The apostle Paul. This morning or today. I want you to think. Just of two persons. David. And Isaiah. David we are told was a stripling. They call him a stripling. I don't have to explain to you. The mere word stripling. Tells you. When he said, listen, why don't somebody go and take care of this giant? How could we allow that giant there to treat God this way and take the Lord's name in vain? He said, boy, nobody can kill the man. The man is so big. David said, how do you mean? Man, the man so big, nobody could miss the man if you threw a stone at him. They said, he's so big, nobody could kill him. David said, man, the man is so big, nobody could miss killing him. It was not David who killed Jaya. I maintain that David did not kill Goliath. David threw a stone at Goliath and God killed him. <laughs> but God used him because he made himself available. Isaiah was a man of unclean lips. And when the Lord asked, who will go for us? He said, Lord, here I am. Send me. God, you could use a man of unclean lips. So be it. The people who are eloquent, or sorry, the people who were eloquent were too eloquent to be used of God. They were too sophisticated. They were too smart. You know why we are where we are in this pandemic? In this pandemic, man is too smart for his own good. As Isaiah and David and all the others made themselves available, the Lord is still asking, who will go for us? First Corinthians chapter 1. 
verses 26 to 30, and you might want to turn to it very quickly. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to verse 30. It says, For we see your calling, brothers and sisters. No guys, no fellows, no folks. How that not many wise people after the flesh, not many mighty people, not many noble people are called. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But, verse 27, but God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound uh, the things which are mighty. Verse 28. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea! And things which are not to bring to naught those things which are mighty that no flesh should glory in his presence. Amen. But of him are you in Christ who God who of God is made unto wisdom righteousness sanctification redemption that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brethren, you see how the mighty are falling? Are falling these days? Many of his disciples were just ordinary fishermen. But they made themselves available unto God. That is what is required of you and me today. Just make yourself available. In keeping with our subject. Availability. The best ability. Here are a few things. A few thoughts. I want to leave with you, those of you who are writing. Thought number one. The beauty of your availability is in your inability. The beauty of your availability is in your inability. The things that you cannot do, things that you are not able to do, but you commit them to God and God make great things out of those inabilities. What does it take to be truly available unto God for his use? What does God look for in his instruments? It's not their ability. Is their inability. You remember disciples? How it was said of them when they were used. I mean, imagine. 5,000 people saved and baptized in one day. 
by 12 men who they say were, well, as a matter of fact, 11 of them at that time, unlearned and ignorant men. Aren't these guys here, not blessing, you know, aren't these folks here, these guys, these boys, aren't they from Galilee? Don't they speak Galilean? Since when they know how to speak Greek and Hebrew and Spanish and whatever language they were, I don't know. Because there were 12 different tribes and every man heard the gospel in his own language. These guys did not go to high school. They didn't go to sixth form. They didn't go to the University of the West Indies. Since when they know how to speak and confound with uh, uh, smart people. The power of your greatest potential is hinged on the simple things in your life that you commit to God that God can use. Making yourself available to God, there are three things that must take place. Number one, under number one, there must be the element of humility. You must first humble yourself in the sight of God and let him lift you up. Number two, there must be the element of willingness. Willing to be available. You know a lot of people are not willing to be available for God. Hey God, I ain't got time for you. I got to go to work. Brethren, if you get sick, you don't have to go to work, you know. You have to go to the hospital. It's nice to have good health and strength. But when we abuse that health, brethren, we can't work anymore. And so we have to be careful. Take time out to work. Don't be lazy. Because if you don't work, you're not going to eat. And then take time to rest. And in that rest time, take time for God. And then when you're finished, take time for others. Amen? Amen? Number three. There must be the element of surrender. You got to surrender yourself to the Lord. Too many people are not willing to surrender. Surrender or yield. Lord, here am I. Use me. First of all, you have to yield yourself to salvation. Don't be a lot of people are not willing to yield themselves to salvation. I, I don't have time. I'm, oh man, how often we, I'm not ready yet. I, I can't understand. In these times, people are still talking about they're not ready. You see what is happening. Brethren, the stage is ready and set for the Antichrist. Technologies of such, boy, they're going so fast, they're just, they're in a hurry because they know that Antichrist is coming. 
back then we used to wonder how this thing is going to work when everybody is going to see the beast and all kind of thing. But you now things come on your phone, you don't request any, just show up on your phone. You wonder how it get there. You open your phone and news coming in that you did not ask for. And I learned some things just this past week that in your phone they have the technology to tell that's easy all who you call where you were when you made the call and all kind of different things boy I almost want to say me don't want this phone I don't want this phone here <laughs> because they're tracking me they know exactly where you are when you made the call and who you call. They know every transaction that I make and you make and where you are. And that is why if you make a transaction at one of the business places in Charlestown and then right away they see a transaction over in St. Kitts they want to deny it because they say, how did you get from Charleston to St. Kitts? Seriously. I think I told, my wife told me the story. She made a transaction in, in, in um, Virginia. And then, four and a half hours later, we drove, we were in New York. And when she made the transaction, they denied it because you just made a tra transaction in, 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 in uh, Virginia. How could a transaction be made in New York? keeping up with you <laughs> it's good and it's bad because when I made a transaction in Charleston and then a transaction was made in India they block it because they, how could I get from Charleston to India somebody in India hacked my credit card maybe somebody in Charleston gave them my number or something and they block it and tell me call me and tell me right away your credit card is compromised somebody tried to make a transaction must be some $14,000 on your credit card in India Say thank you. Say okay, you can't use a credit card. You gotta get a new credit card. But you see how it could be good and bad. And so, brethren, what I'm saying, I see all this to say, the stage is set for the Antichrist. But thank God, I'm not going to be here. I hope you're not going to be here. So be ready for salvation. Number two, not only for salvation, but you got to surrender yourself for baptism. Amen. A lot of people, some people are saved and men not ready yet for baptism. Brethren, you need to be baptized as soon as possible. And right now, you need to be baptized the same day. You should not have any delay. It happened in the past. And there is no time. And Pastor Wayne said, and I agree with him. You remember a long time ago we used to say, well, uh, we got to test you first to see if you're seriously saved. And so after you're saved, we give you three months and six months. And you have to go through all kind of classes and tests. And then we have to vote on yourself whether or not people think that you're all right. But I think those days are done. There is no time for that. People need to be saved today and be baptized today. And I'm hoping that we're trying to get this uh, baptismal pool here set up so we don't have to run out the water because, you know, um, so it could stay in there. So we could baptize people every Sunday. Amen. Because time is running out. Then number three, church membership. Immediately after you're baptized, you need to become a member. Amen. Amen. Man, say hallelujah now. Then number four, D, 
discipleship. Then, after you have saved, baptized, and added to the church, that's the time for discipleship. We had it backwards. We did this discipleship after salvation, before baptism. So we had it wrong. So now that you're baptized and you're a member of the church, you need discipleship. Somebody to train you as to how to go out and reach souls and be ready for the attacks of the devil because the devil is going to attack you. And you know who is going to, the devil is not going to come in a man with, with fork and red suit and thing, you know, and funny hat. It's people around you, some of your friends the devil is going to use to get you to go back and walk no more with Christ. So don't think it's going to be a man coming in a red suit after you. The devil is not no fool. The devil is going to get a nice suit and well-dressed, you know, if he comes. Um, well, he's not going to come himself. He sends somebody. He's not going to send somebody to scare you. And then, after discipleship, service. Amen? Serve the Lord with gladness. Paul had learned to abound in his inability. When Paul surrendered himself, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 9, which was read earlier, just verse 9, we can't read all of it, but 2 Corinthians 12, that was read earlier, it says, And he said unto me, the Apostle Paul, My grace, talking about his infirmities, he had infirmities, his inability. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength, is made perfect in your weakness. Amen. Amen. All of us have weaknesses. God is able to use those weaknesses. That's what we're talking about. Your inabilities. What you can't do. God, I can't do this. And I can't do this. You see, with God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ with strengtheneth me. Most gladly, therefore, verse 9, I will rather glory in my inability or in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me amen God is not impressed with your long resume and I was this and I was that oh and boy I hear some of these resumes here wow one of my children I'm not going to tell you which one of them tell him he asked me daddy what you want to be said about you and I'm um, looking at somebody's resume and all kind of thing, you know. And I said, all I want them to say, I was a good Christian. I was a good father. And I was a good husband. That is my eulogy. All who want to write, all who want to give tribute, tell them, write them. No long funeral. One hour funeral. Fifteen minutes viewing. Put me on the quick. Let me go to, let my body go to rest. Don't have no tour and three hour funeral. Unnecessary. I'm so glad that you gave me all the eulogies and things when you're here today. You know. Well, not tribute, 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 tribute. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But thing, I don't know if we had to call it. You know, some people, oh, don't talk about death. You don't not supposed to talk about death. You might as well talk about it because it's coming. <laughs> because I was almost there. <laughs> and so it's coming. But God is not impressed with your long resume. God is, is, is more concerned with what is it you think you can't do. And he will tell you, I can do it through you. Often God chose the most unlikely candidates 
to do his work. Gideon, David, the 12 disciples. And the list goes on and on and on and on. God sees our inability as opportunities to work in us. But when we're going to tell God, God, I can do this. Like the man who said not too long ago, which just recently, I did this. God did not do this. Shortly after the man fell down. Well, not physically, but otherwise. Well, let's move on here. The glory of our inability is in, or our availability is in our inability. Or limitations. Number two. The greatest obstacle to your availability is your fears. I'm afraid. The reason why a lot of people are not saved is because they are afraid what people are going to say. Brethren, no matter what you do, people are going to talk. So, go ahead and get saved and let them talk. You need to break every chain that have you bound. Too many believers today live in their own prison after God has set them free and given them great and precious promises. Titus 2, or sorry, Titus 1 and verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. People who have that spirit of a sound mind, do not let anybody scare them. Don't be afraid of what people are going to say. If you get saved, they're going to talk. If you get yourself in trouble, they're going to talk. So just live right and let them talk. The spirit of power will destroy all the fears that you have. Just commit yourself to God. The spirit of a sound mind will destroy all your confusion. You see how much confusion in the world? Don't be afraid. Hope in God. That was our Sunday school lesson this morning. And number three, the spirit of a perfect love will cast out all fears and compel you to fulfill the will of God in your life. Those are the three things under your fears. Fears that keep you from making yourself ability. And finally, number three, the strength of your ability, I hope I'm not confusing you. Let me go back because I don't want to confuse you. Number one, the beauty of your availability is in your ability. Number two, the greatest obstacle to your availability is your fear. And number three, the strength of your ability is in your dependence on God. Depend upon God. Trust him. Stand firm. Take him at his word. 
Are you the type of person God can use because you make yourself available to him? If you have not done so as yet, I urge you, do it today. It's urgent. There is nothing in this world that God cannot do. And no matter what your weaknesses are, no matter what your dis- difficulties are, disabilities, God can use you. Will you make yourself available to God this present moment? Those of you who recently got saved and baptized and added to the church, you have just as much rights in this church as those of us who have been here 50, 40, 30, and 20 years ago. Don't be intimidated by anybody who's been here a long time and say, hey, listen, you're just a communal. Tell them, Satan, get here behind me. I have just as much rights in this church as you have. I'm now a member. You are not going to make me sit down and don't do what God wants me to do. I came here to be used of God. And you're not going to stop me. Satan used even church members sometimes. And they'll come and they'll say, hey, listen. Hey, what's wrong with she? She's she just a witch and she thinks that she's been here a long time. Eh? I'm just as much a part of this family as you are. And I'm making myself available. Whatever talent you may not have or whatever talent you have, just commit it to God. Your talent is not too great for God to use it. You know why some people are not, a mem- not members of this church? Oh, I don't see anybody here that I could affiliate and associate with. These are small fishes, you know. I'm a big fish. And I, I can't associate with these small people around here. How oh, people say that literally? Shiloh? Nah. You know, they don't have any sophisticated people here. No politicians, no doctors, no Mr. Hubadulodu and so forth, you know. Remember the story I told you? Not me, the Bible. God used the smallest worms he could have found to eat a whole king. You got it? God didn't use some big worms and some snakes. Man, listen, he's, so, he's such a great king. He probably would have hold a snake and choke it. Or them big earthworms. Man, he would have just hold all. But they, they were tiny worms. So many of them, he couldn't even scrape them off his skin. Bible said it, but thing is not me. The worms the king. Why? He went upon a throne and commanded the people to say that he's a God. And the people say, Heaven is a God! And why did they take in God's glory? The worms ate him. Imagine, worms eating a whole king because they tried to take the glory of God. Use your talent to glorify God. Rebecca, Use your talent to glorify God. Amen? Sister Sonia, all of you who sing, whatever your talents are, use them to glorify God and God will glorify and multiply it. And one last thing, don't take your talent and go down the world stage. eh? They're going to pull you down and they're going to destroy you. 
They're going to put you up and they're going to pull you down. Here at Shiloh, we don't pull people down. We lift you up. Keep going higher and higher. Those of you just reach. Just let God humble yourself in the sight of God and he will lift you up. And he will lose you. Use you to do great and mighty works. Brethren, the greatest work that anybody can do is bring a person to Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And so don't sit down on your laurels. Try to reach out to someone and bring someone to the Lord. That's exactly what the disciples... And you know what I like about that passage? They were so busy that the master had to tell them, come on, calm down. They did not have time to eat. They did not have time to rest. Now, I'm saying, take a little... Just like the Lord said, take time to rest. After you work a hard day's work, take some time to rest. Eat well. Sleep well. But get busy about the master's business. Make yourself available to God. No matter what ability you have, your greatest ability is your availability. 